A negotiation is a street fight. What weapons are you going to bring to this fight? We're going to talk about how you can determine what weapons you'll have in your arsenal when you walk into the next negotiation in this episode of the Do This Sell More Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Do This Sell More Show. We take you inside business strategy. We give you the inside scoop. And today we're taking you inside the entire BS, the entire bull of negotiation. That's right. There are two different types of negotiations. There's a transactional negotiation where you're doing this one time. You're working with someone one time and you're never going to have to deal with them again and a long-term relationship negotiation. You have to negotiate differently in each scenario. A one-time negotiation is like a street fight. It's like a hostage situation. There are no holds barred. All options are on the table, meaning you can do things that are shady in order to get the outcome you want. Now, you may not be a shady person. You may not be an amoral person, but you may be a really good poker player. And when you play poker, you need to bluff. You might represent that you have more authority than you do. You might represent that you are upset or distressed about something when you're really not. You might represent that something doesn't bother you when it really, really does. That's bluffing. You will not lie because to get it, getting caught in a lie will end the negotiation. It should anyway, completely. But you may exaggerate. You may leave things out. You may shade the truth in order to get the outcome you desire. That's in a street fight. That's in a transactional negotiation. That's with a counterpart that you're not going to have to deal with again or you may not have to deal with again for a decade or more. In a relationship-based negotiation, for example, negotiating a contract to work together for the long term, you're not going to employ the same tactics as a street fight. In a relationship-based negotiation, the two of you, you and your counterpart, are going to have to come to an agreement and live with that agreement together for the long term. You can't get into a situation where you're caught in a lie and that person can beat you over the head with that lie every day for the next three years of your contract. Or even worse, you get caught in a lie and then that person decides they don't want to be in a relationship with you for three years. So two different types of negotiations with two different sets of options. The first negotiation is exactly like a poker game. You don't want to outright lie, but you can bluff. You can represent that you have a stronger hand than you really do. You put all options on the table. The transactional negotiation, a great example of that, is a lot of the work I do with my clients when they have trouble with creditors. When my clients have trouble with creditors and they're really struggling, we bring in a bankruptcy attorney. Why do we do that? We want to put all options on the table. If my client decides they're not going to pay those bills because they can't or they won't or they're constrained in some way because the deal just doesn't work for them, they can file for bankruptcy protection and then the court will work out what the payments will be. That is putting all options on the table. Now, it's difficult to do something like that if it's not a one-time transactional opportunity, if you're not dealing with one onerous creditor who's trying to squeeze you. 
if you need to work with them for the long term, you know and they know that you don't want to file for bankruptcy protection. So you're not going to go that hardcore. You're not going to go for the street fight version of the extreme. Relationships require cooperation. Transactions require multiple options. You need to determine, first and foremost, what type of negotiation you're in, and then you can determine what approach you take. Remember, you're going to be a poker player in a transactional situation, but you're going to be more of a diplomat in a relationship-based situation. Let's talk about the diplomat approach now. If you're going to be a diplomat, you're going to focus on making sure you have a fantastic working relationship with the person on the other side. You will not shade the truth in any way. You will not resort to any puffery or exaggeration. You will absolutely not lie. And your bluffs better be bluffs that are acceptable with a wink and a nod. So for example, if you say, I can give you $10 and the client asks for $13, you say, I just don't have the money. When you really do have $15, that's an acceptable bluff. But saying, I can't give you $13, now I'm gonna go file bankruptcy, when you have never had any intention of filing bankruptcy, that's an unacceptable bluff because the client's going to eventually find out that you have other assets and you want to keep them and keep them protected. So transactional negotiations are a poker game. Long-term contracts or things you're going to have to live with beyond the initial negotiation are diplomatic relationships. Two very separate situations all options on the table in the transactional negotiation, diplomatic approach with the contract negotiation. You cannot apply one size fits all to all negotiations. There are some people who will tell you, for example, there's a book, and it's a very good book titled Never Split the Difference. People will tell you never split the difference, never agree to compromise, because in that situation, it's like a hostage negotiation and you're going to shoot the hostage. Well, if you have to deal with someone in a three-year contract and like in a, in a baseball uh, negotiation, for example, a baseball player, that player has to play with that team then for seven years. So he can't in that contract setting claim things that just aren't true. He can't do it because he's going to have to live with the results of that. The team can't claim things that just aren't true because they're going to have to deal with the results of that. So that has to be more of a relationship-oriented negotiation. When the agent negotiates for that player, the agent cannot claim things that aren't true. Why? Because the agent then has to negotiate with that team again for another player. So that's a relationship scenario. Their options that are on the table are limited. The only time your signals get crossed is when you think it's a diplomatic negotiation and the other party is under the impression it's a transactional negotiation. They're coming to a street fight and you're going to a sit-down dinner. You can't have that. 
you have to determine from the outset what tools are going to be in your toolbox and you have to determine whether it's a street fight or a diplomatic negotiation from the beginning. I will prepare you either way here on this show. I will prepare you either way for either opportunity. You just need to know what you're getting into right from the beginning. Thanks for joining me today. This is the Do This Sell More show. Make sure you come back here every day for another episode. I will see you tomorrow. Until then, stay healthy and stay strong.